Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition of Heel Turn, our usually live weekly wrestling podcast, an official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. I'm Owen, and this week is a bit of a special episode, because we're supposed to have a special 4th of July spectacular planned for today, but it isn't quite ready yet. Unfortunately, I know. But the good news is, I have a little bit of time here this this evening to uh, scrounge together an episode to go up on Thursday, so let's do it. And uh, by the way, the, the spectacular episode will hopefully be up on Friday. There's just some lots of editing involved, it's complicated, you don't, you don't need to hear it. But yeah, it's, uh, John's not here, it's just Owen, and we're going to talk about the news this week in wrestling, as well as a recap of SmackDown. Because that's the show I cover, and that's the show I watched. Don't don't ask me to watch Raw. Please, please don't ask me to watch Raw. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. Uh, there's, there's no news jingle, because I'm recording this on my phone. Apologies for the sound quality on that. But I don't have the studio. This was the last second thing I was not expecting, so... You just have to deal with it. But let's get into the news. I have one news story this week, and that is that Bray Wyatt missed Monday Night Raw. And that was not because he was on vacation for the holiday, but he kind of got into a car accident on, on Friday evening. Yeah, it was a head-on car collision, and uh, he's got a bunch of injuries from it. Nothing, like, serious, because... Uh, before Monday, he got released from the hospital, but, you know, because he's still banged up, they did not want him on the show. But yeah, he, uh, he was taken to Tampa General Hospital, and then was released, and that is why he was not on Raw, and Matt Hardy had to fight on his own. So, that's the more you know. That's the only news I have this week. It was kind of a slow news week, because, you know, the 4th of July happened. And I, I hope you all had a great 4th of July. Uh, I didn't really do much for 4th of July. I just kind of hung hung out, you know, watched some Netflix, relaxed. Had a few drinks, see some fireworks, you know, standard thing. And with the way America currently is, not really the best time to be celebrating the country. But uh, I'll I'll leave it to John to talk about that, hopefully on the uh, this. The 4th of July Spectacular episode that he's going to put together. But yes, SmackDown happened this week as well. And that's the show I'm going to recap because that's the show I cover. I did write in the battle last night for it, which you can read over at ProWrestling.Cool. That's our website. So yeah, I wrote some notes. And uh, if also, if you want to read the show notes, which you know I put together... Some surprisingly lengthy notes for SmackDown. You can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash PWC. And check those out for just the $1 a month. Not asking for much, because, you know, let's write down a bunch of stupid jokes. So let's get into it. This was uh, SmackDown this week. Um, the first match I want to talk about is the United States Championship Open Challenge. Which... Uh, I believe this is the second week that Jeff Hardy's been doing this. 
And uh, he's still cutting those weird promos in that dark room. His face is all painted. He's got the eyes on his eyelids. And then he opens his eyes and they're all white and smoky. And I'm kind of into it. Because he cut a promo about America and bald eagles, I think. Wasn't wasn't quite clear what he was talking about. But it looks cool. Face paint is cool. When he opens his eyes, the camera cut real close for no reason. That was cool. So yeah, that happened. He uh, opened the challenge once again. And uh, it was answered by none other than The Miz. Who uh, is kind of a, a hot topic character right now. Because the whole LeBron James situation where he was in Cleveland. And then he is now moving to LA to play for the Lakers. Similar to The Miz. Born in Cleveland. Now, according to uh, the storyline, he resides in Hollywood, California. So, topical. So, we had the match. Uh, What was fun was that Corey Graves was bringing up uh, Jeff Hardy's face paint as looking like the Union Jack. Even though he's the U.S. champion and it's the 4th of July coming up. And uh, he's not wrong. It looked kind of like the Union Jack. But what I really enjoyed was uh, Tom Phillips was trying to counter this and, you know, kind of cover for Jeff going, oh, it's it's just it's red, white, and blue. It's uh, He's an abstract artist. It's like, yeah, okay, Tom, I appreciate the effort, but no, it looks it looks very close to Union Jack. And that's not not the thing you want to do around Independence Day since they were the, the team we were fighting. But yeah, this isn't the first time we had The Miz against uh, Jeff Hardy, as these two had a match during the Money in the Bank qualifying uh, period, which was oddly like really fast and like a month before the pay-per-view. But yeah, I remember enjoying that match. Uh, during that, the, the Miz stole the victory from Jeff Hardy to qualify. And uh, this match, The Miz tried it again. He... Uh, Got Jeff Hardy up for a pin, put his feet up on the ropes, but this time the referee caught him. Him and Charles Robinson got into an argument. He was yelling, this is my title, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as he turned around, uh, who would have guessed? Jeff Hardy hit a twist of fate and then hit the Swanton Bomb, gained the pinfall, and retained the title. It was a fun match. It was, it was good. These two have good chemistry. Would like to see maybe them go into a feud down the road, but... Uh, yeah, this was good. We also had the first annual 3rd of July pancake eating contest with the New Day. And uh, we had Byron Saxton actually hosting the whole thing, which was uh, fun. He had a little straw top hat on and was doing a weird announcer voice, getting all hyped up. And... Uh, as he was doing this, you could hear uh, Corey Graves and Tom Phillips under their breath, like, talking shit on him. Like, oh, glad he's not in commentary. Like, oh, this is awful. You know, rip- ribbing Byron Saxon as they always do. And it was cool. And the New Day came out. And uh, they had all table set up. There's decorations all over the ring. It's kind of like there's the platters with, like, the little covers on top. So the referee revealed one by one that, of course, one of them had red pancakes, 
One of them had white pancakes. One of them had blue pancakes. Because America! And the contest began at five minutes on the clock. We had graphics and everything. It was pretty elaborate. And about two seconds into it, the lights went out. And then Saturday's music hit, and they popped out of nowhere and beat the ever-loving shit out of the new day. And I thought this was effective. It was a fun bit. It didn't go too long. And it sets up a feud, an actual feud, for Sanity now. Because last time we saw them, they were fighting the Usos and Jeff Hardy, which don't really have any connection. And just and it's like, well, we already have a three team, a three person team that are baby faces in the New Day, so it makes logical sense to pair these two up. I hope they have good matches. Eric Young, you know, I still he's fine. Alexander Wolf can do some cool stuff, but Killing Dane, you know, clearly the workhorse of the group. So we'd have to see uh, if these two if these two teams will have a match either on SmackDown or at the. Oh no, they're gonna have it on the kickoff of Extreme Rules, aren't they? That's disappointing. I just realized that. Hopefully not. Hopefully they just expand this to be on the television. And you know, give these guys actual time to have a good feud and some matches. Because Extreme Rules is a week from Sunday. It's not a lot of time. But they may want to highlight sanity. But doing it on the kickoff show, not the best idea. After that, we had a battle of the sexes between Asuka and James Ellsworth. We had promos from these two earlier in the show. We had one from Asuka where she said some stuff and it was hard to understand because her accent's thick and she's not super fluent in English. But I think she called Ellsworth a sexist pig and that he's not ready for her. That sounds about right. Where Ellsworth is continues to be really clutch on the microphone lately. You know, talking his sexist game, pretty much being uh, the guy from the original Battle of the Sexes with uh, Billie Jean King of just saying that men are superior, they're, they're stronger, they're the best. It's it's kind of a mix of that and Andy Kaufman when he was in wrestling and his whole shtick was, was wrestling women and how he's so superior when he's just a little scrawny shit. It's, it's very similar to what Ellsworth's doing and it's, it's fun. Like, if, as long as you don't take it seriously, you know, because some of the stuff he says is pretty, pretty vile. But as long as you take it as, like, an act where he's going to get his comeuppance, then it's it's fine. Uh, so we had, set up for the match, we had Carmella on commentary. And uh, after the whole uh, battle of sexes last year between Ellsworth and Becky Lynch, I had high hopes for this. They were not met. This was kind of a real short bit that didn't really lead to anything. The one good thing, though, was when Asuka slapped Ellsworth, and holy shit. The sound that it made was incredible. Like That was a legit hard-ass slap by Asuka. It was awesome. But after that, um, Ellsworth ran out of the ring into the crowd, Oscar chased. Both got counted out. Crowd went very mild for this. 
They eventually fought their way back toward the ring, and after Asuka jumped over the barricade to get back in the area around the ring, Carmella kind of shoved her face first into the barricade and knocked her out. Not, not, not great. A little disappointing. But they did set up something interesting for next week, where we have a page seeing those two back in back in the hallways backstage. You know, chatting it up, and uh, Paige is like, "Well, that was that was disappointing." So we're gonna have a rematch, and that'll be next week between Oscar and Ellsworth. But he won't be able to run because it'll be a lumberjack match featuring the entire women's locker room on SmackDown. So that'll be good because. Last time Ellsworth guys come up and from all the women, it was it was fun. And now this may actually lead to a decent, at least longer than two minute match between these two. So I'm, I'm hoping it's good. We had a match between AJ Styles and Aiden English, because as you know, Styles will be defending his WWE Championship against Rusev at Extreme Rules, which would be a good match. Well, it'll be a it'll be a decent match, you know. I don't expect him to give Rusev a whole lot, but they did cut promos before the match, and I continue to enjoy Rusev's uh, thing, where how AJ Styles keeps talking about SmackDown is the built the house that he built, and Rusev's gonna break it and uh, steal it from him. He'll kick down the door, and he's gonna live in the house now. It's gonna be Rusev, and he's doing it on Rusev Day. It's it's a great it's a great thing. The Styles, well, the Styles fought English, and the good, the one memorable moment of this match was right as the bell rang, Rusev was on the steps on the way out of the ring with a microphone and says, Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you something. And as Styles looked at Rusev, he got clocked, blindsided by Aiden English. And Rusev goes, Oh, never mind. It, it, was, it was a good bit. I, I like that. That gave English a bit of offense at the beginning. But then, of course, AJ Styles being the champion. Came right back. Put him in the calf crusher. Made him tap out. And uh, that's it. AJ Styles wins. We got one more week to build for this match. And then Styles will be on the bigger and better things for SummerSlam. After this, we had Peyton Royce versus Becky Lynch. And uh, we had a selfie promo from the Iconics earlier. And uh, instead of them, like, you know, talking all high-pitched voice and, you know, mocking people with accents, this was actually a serious promo from the Iconics. And then talking about, you know, what would really make them smile is to inflict pain on on Becky and, you know, kill her hot streak that she has going on. Because the whole story with Becky Lynch right now is she's winning all the matches suddenly. And, uh, which will lead to maybe a title shot? It's not clear yet because Carmella's kind of busy with Asuka. So, I'm guessing this will lead up to something at SummerSlam with, with Becky maybe getting the belt back? I, I don't know. hope so. I wish I would lead something with the Iconics because they're my favorites right now. And, uh... Peyton Royce got to have a solid 
couple minutes in the ring with uh, Becky Lynch until uh, she got disarmed and tapped out. And it's a shame because I really, really enjoy the these two as characters and as competitors, especially Peyton. Peyton is extremely solid in the ring. That's why when they have singles matches, they usually put her in, in the ring to uh, show off her skills. But, again, she lost this one. And that Iconics continue not to really get any momentum because I, I think they've won that one tag match since come to the main roster and lost every match since. And uh, the last thing for SmackDown I want to talk about is the main event, which was Team Hell No versus The Usos. And uh, to get to that, we need to talk about the opening segment of SmackDown which was Renee Young having an interview in the ring with Kane and Daniel Bryan. And uh, as with what I said last week, Kane having his entrance with just a loud noise and no actual pyro, very weird, not not into it. I wish they would make an exception for Kane that he gets fire. But, or at least, you know, give him a different sound to start off his music because it sounds overblown and real bad. So they they had the in-ring interview. Daniel Bryan has logic and goes, well, don't you remember the last time you and I were in the ring? You were trying to end my career and like you tombstoned me on the steps and on the outside and on the announce table and like was making my life a living hell. And Kane's like, ah, it's the past. Forget about it. It's fine. Everything's fine. I've always had your back. No, ignore that. Pretty much being the WWE writers, as in, the things in the past, they don't matter. We don't need to look at history, just look at the present, everything's fine now. So, And we had another segment later in the night where Dan O'Brien was backstage making Kane apologize to him for what he, all the stuff he put him through. It was, it was good. I'm, I'm glad they acknowledged it, and just, you know, instead of just brushing it under the carpet and going, eh, don't worry about it. Everyone loves Team Hell No. Which is is true. They still have really great chemistry together. But there was another issue that they addressed in this opening segment. And that was Kane came back last week, helped Daniel Bryan, they hugged, and Paige came out and just gave them a title shot at Extreme Rules for, for no reason. The Usos were not a fan of this, and they came out and said, that's kind of garbage reason. We're brothers. We hug all the time. Here, we're going to hug four times right now. Boom, we got four title shots. And that's not that's not how it works. And Paige came out and said as much. But she's going to give them an opportunity in the main event of SmackDown, facing Team Hell No. And if they're able to win, they get added to the match Extreme Rules to make it a triple threat. That's pretty cool. I, I'm always down for seeing the Usos included in the matches. So, uh, yeah, let's jump ahead to the main event. It's Team Hell No, Kane and Dan O'Brien against the Usos. And wh- who would have guessed when you have at least three really talented people in the ring and Kane, who can be fun, especially in this team, yeah, it's a real fun match. It was I really enjoyed this. 
the Usos continue to use their teamwork and manipulate things. Uh, Kane and Danny Bryan kind of had their differences, but work them out. Uh, the, the Usos super kick both Danny Bryan in the face when he's on when he's flying off the top rope and super kick Kane at the same time just because they can. But uh, the finish came when uh, Usos went for the double Us, which is you know their two splashes from the different corners. To Kane, but Kane puts his hands out and catches both of them from lying on his back by the throat. Gets up with them, throws one of the uses to Danny Bryan, who does his his running knee, and then choke slams the other. Gets the pinfall. Team Hell No wins. Usos are not in the match. Extreme Rules, which is a bummer, but also works so because Team Hell No and the Bludgeon Brothers have their issues. So it works out. Uh Kane Dan Bryan hug. They do the yeses. The Bludgeon Brothers music hits. They come out to the stage and have a stare down to to absolute silence. And that's how the episode ended. Now considering it was uh the day before the fourth of July and it was kind of treated like a holiday episode I overall had fun with this show. There were a bunch of short matches, but we had the fun segment with the, the New Day. We had a fun main event and opening segment. Uh, the Oscar Ellsworth stuff could have been better. The Miz and and Jeff Hardy had an excellent match. It was pretty solid. I I give it a thumbs up. This was a good episode of SmackDown. It's it was missable. You didn't really have to watch it, but it was it was there and it. Kind of progressed things, not, not not really with Rusev and, and Styles. They at least interacted, but it wasn't much. So yeah, that was that was SmackDown this week. I I would recommend at least watching the main event and the U.S. Title Open Challenge from there. And uh, it, this is a bit of a short episode, but again, I'm by myself. This was impromptu, but we got out an episode of Heel Turn. So there you go. There's your wrestling for the week. Apologies again for the audio quality and the lateness and not, you know, being by myself. But you, you do what you can. Had to make sure we got an episode out today. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can go to our website, prowrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. That's a real URL, and that's where we have all our wrestling stuff. My about last nights are up there. This podcast is up there. The hot takes from our, our man, Michael. He's got a pretty good one this week. It's going to be about uh, him attending CEO across uh, New Japan. So make sure you check that out. Uh, we got our Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash PWDOTC. We got to spell out the word dot. Don't Don't ask. So you can go there or just search ProWrestling.Cool. On Twitter, it's at the heel turn or at PWDOTC. The one is for our commentary on shows and about the podcast. The other one is just a news feed of when we put stuff up. Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at the underscore ozone. As well as we usually, which we'll do again next week, we stream this show live with you know actual good equipment and fancy graphics and all that. 
over at twitch.tv slash ozone online or at mixer.com slash the ozone. So yeah, that's it. Thank thank you everyone for tuning in. Again, I, I must apologize for uh, the lateness and all the, the issues, but we'll be back next week with a normal episode and hopefully hopefully tomorrow, or at least by the weekend, we'll have the uh the 4th of July spectacular that John has cooking should be should be real fun make sure it'll be on this feed if you just subscribe to the podcast it's it's fun trust me you'll you'll love it I have a small bit in it it's a good time so again we'll be back next week with a normal episode and until then y'all come back now you hear This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.